1: Well, no doubt Big Ben was going to get a game ball anyways, but I never felt like there was anything better than being able to take the final snap, take a knee into victory formation, and then clutch that football and take it home with you. And Big Ben's going to be able to do that on his last game here in Hinesfield. He's going to get under center. He's going to fall to a knee after the snap, and the clock will tick down from seven. And he is mobbed by his teammates. He is still on a knee,
0: emotional, getting up slowly, cradling the ball and getting some congratulations from Cleveland players as well.
1: And the 18-year veteran now with the clock showing zeros in the middle of the field, and the photographers and all the reporters streaming to
2: the middle of the field, surrounded by teammates and the media, hugging Miles Garrett right now,
1: leading his team to a win in his final appearance at home after 18 seasons. Fun to see those moments when... You know the guy is probably going to call it quits, and each and every guy can have their moment to just say thanks for what you've meant to our league. it's just this is home you know um (laughs) i just i know i was born in ohio but i live here and i'll always be here and um these these fans in this place it just it means so much to me and my family and uh always will and uh i've always said that they're the best fans in all the sports and i'll stick by that to the day i die and to see all the signs and the jerseys and the, the towels and to hear them cheer for for me coming out of the tunnel all that stuff it just um I don't know that I'll ever put it into words, and that's why I, I want to soak I wish I could bottle it and, and have it forever, uh, but I will in here and, and in my mind.
3: And
1: did you get the game ball? Um, I don't, I, I have no, no, he didn't, coach didn't like, make an announcement or anything, but um, I'm sure it'll be in my locker.
4: Would that be your favorite game ball?
1: <sighs> probably, I mean, probably. It's going to be up there. If not, it's, um, it's special.
5: special for sure. What a a special night. Uh, That's good stuff. And I know we spent quite a bit of time this year talking about the uh, the Steelers relative demise and and Ben's decline. And should this be it for Ben and uh, I found myself as I watched last night being thankful, not just for the memories, but glad he came back for one more year because I remember being here with you uh, on this very program after last year's wild card loss he couldn't go out like that. He couldn't go out sitting on the bench, sad after the one of the biggest statistical anom- anomalies uh, that I, I could ever recall from a quarterback. I think he had like 500 yards and five picks or some craziness against the Browns last year. Yeah, it was,
3: it was yeah, um, not good against he deserved, the Browns, right?
5: Yeah, he deserved to come back. And even though he wasn't uh, consistently uh, great this season, he had his moments. That was just, that was nice to see him uh, get the proper send off. Um, I'm really glad he came back for another year. He deserved um, all the praise. He deserves all the flowers. Um, You got any flowers you want to give to uh, future first ballot Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah,
3: I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it that way. Future first ballot Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger because we tried this yesterday. I'm not going to say the name I used uh, the, the context. I'm just going to try it again. Yesterday, I said somebody was the best wide receiver in Steelers history. We don't need to. We don't need to mention that name. Not yet.
5: <laughs> not yet. Not
3: and, yet. And not yet. And you said, well, okay, maybe in terms of talent, but uh, it, there's more to the story. But with Ben Roethlisberger, I'll say this: Terry Bradshaw has twice as many Super Bowl titles. Terry Bradshaw was a part of a four in six. Dynasty four championships in six years with the Steelers, the legendary Steelers. The team was star studded Hall of Famers everywhere you look kick you bump into a Hall of Famer on the coaching staff Hall of Famers D line uh, O line uh, wide scouts. receivers uh, deep back, everybody scouts. Everybody owners a Hall yeah. of Famer, right? But Ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback in Pittsburgh Steelers history with apologies to Terry Bradshaw and I know what he meant to that franchise and I know how important he was but Roethlisberger was more consistent Roethlisberger was more productive doesn't have as many championships but is a better quarterback and I would say Roethlisberger really uh, built and I'm not trying to uh, draw a divide between Bradshaw and Roethlisberger by the way, I don't think they're that close but I think Roethlisberger was able to build on what what Bradshaw laid down in Pittsburgh. They like a certain kind of quarterback there. So it's not just numbers. You got to have some got to have some toughness to you, you got to have some grit to you You got to be able ditty. to figure out yeah. how to relate uh, to the fans. It is he said it's the best uh, fan base in football. Yeah, but it's a, it's a fan base and, and, and that's debatable. Everybody says that about their fan base. They really like. Them. Yeah,
5: there's an argument, though.
3: but but <clears throat> you got to feel like the fans have to feel like, okay, you One can do them. things that they can't Right, both yeah. that you can do things that they can't do, but when that's over, once you've done that superhuman thing, you got to be able to go to the south side. Yeah, and have a drink or two with yeah. them and just really connect with them and he is that guy all yeah. the way.
5: Well, a couple of things um, agree with you about his standing in Steelers history, uh, even though he's got half the Super Bowls. I'd also say he's the best quarterback from the 2004 class, if that's still a debate. And I know Eli Manning won two Super Bowls and Phillip yeah. Rivers. I love me some Phillip Rivers. But the third guy taken in that draft turned out to be the best guy. Um, and in no small part because of where he was drafted. It was a perfect fit. And he had the perfect nickname. I mean, Big Ben was just that. He was an institution. Uh, he's been one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. Um, and, he, and he's been consistently good. It wasn't it was a time not long ago uh, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow um, that Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> was <laughs> you, you kind of have to do that, right? You can't you yeah, can't say right, it wasn't what right. a time not yeah. long. Ago. You kind of have to finish it. Got, um, when Ben Roethlisberger it. he was one of those quarterbacks that you feared giving him the football with the game on the line um, just he's credited with 40 comebacks and 52 game winning drives. Um, ben might have been blue collar, which you just described perfectly Michael as a graduate of Point Park College now Point Park University. So you might be from you you're like you. Ben Roethlisberger. You might you're like Ben Roethlisberger. You might be from Ohio, but you know, Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, right. You know, he might be blue collar, but the thing I loved about Ben and I, I've known Ben since he was a rookie. I mean, I don't know him now. We, we, we drifted apart, but I was a young reporter at the old place right when he broke into the league in 2004. So I got to know him a little bit. I don't want to overstate it, but you know, watching his career come to a close last night, um, it just kind of reminded me a how old I'm getting and b) how long he's been at this game and how well he's played it and, and the high level that he's played it at for so long, but he may have been an institution. He may have been blue collar, but he was never boring. It was always interesting with Ben Roethlisberger. Sometimes, too interesting when it came to some of the uh, franchise politics, some of the things he yep, may have said, exactly. some of the drama, that sort of thing. But in terms of on the field, he's the most sacked quarterback in NFL history, which says a lot about his toughness. But he also, I mean, he held the ball longer than he probably should have. He he pump faked like nobody ever has before or will since. He made plays where there were none, uh, oftentimes. He was a magician in the pocket. He was, you know, much like, you know, his his nickname's sake, he was practically impossible to bring down. And in his younger right. days, he had wheels. So. That's what I'm saying. It's almost he, like, two, he it's just, like
3: two different careers,
5: too. Yeah, Two man. different careers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man. First half, but he was Robinson, just, he was just always half, Robinson, fun. Robinson. Yeah. He was fun to watch. He was fun to watch play. I enjoyed watching him play. I'm not saying he was as great as Brett Favre. I wouldn't rank him above Brett Favre but there was a Brett Favre like yeah. quality to the way that yeah. he played to to his style that backyard style of play, you know.
3: And and the other thing Mike, you know, you, you made reference to it like uh, his accuracy and how he was able to he would sling it and he'd hang in the pocket still. I still I, I don't know how I rank him. Uh, let's say top 10. That's easy. I, I'll just say it, it's one of my top 10 Super Bowl moments. Just watching it. Oh, Santonio just Holmes! watching that throw to Santonio Holmes. Ooh, I keep, man! Every time I watch people it, people don't talk about that enough. I watch it. <laughs> right? I say, okay. How did he get his feet down? One, how did Santonio get his feet down? And how did Ben find him? How did he thread that needle? If you just go back and you watch that throw, everything yeah. had to be perfect. I think that may have been. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Santonio said it then or. If I'm just taking this out of context, isn't that the quote where Santonio says, "This is how you be great. This is how you be great." <laughs> you know the NFL films, and that maybe was a different game. But I just kind of conflate those two. That's Ben Roethlisberger at his best. At times, he really could slice you. I think of him as you're describing early Ben Roethlisberger when he takes over the plan. There it is. Look at this throw. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) What?
5: I think there was a review
3: on that too. There was a review on that.
5: I mean, Ben could Um, sling that thing with the best of them. I mean, Santoni Holmes, great catch, but we're talking about the guy who threw it. He could sling that thing with the best of them. And, Mm. And he just evolved. His style of play evolved over the years. He could frustrate. I know there are plenty of Steelers fans who were frustrated at various times with him over the years. There are plenty of members of the organization who were frustrated with him at various times sure. over the years. Yeah, 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 but now that we're saying goodbye now that he's getting his flowers. He ran. I think it. everybody for a while he
3: ran it. He was like the shadow yeah. general manager at times.
5: Yeah, but I think I think now that he's saying his goodbye. I think everybody, you know, look the season. He probably, you know, it's probably over after next week. Um, you know, I think everybody could step back and say, hey, man, thanks for the memories. It was a fun run. If nothing else, it was interesting. Okay. It was always fun.
3: But okay, I, I know we're doing this. We're doing this, you know, thanks for the memories and i I going to say one yeah. more point. Then I'm asking a question. All right, okay. so that and we'll that go first, to break out that early Ben, that early Ben Roethlisberger. He wasn't supposed to get going in 2004. That was not the plan. The plan was yeah, Tommy Maddox was supposed to start Maddox it. was mad. He was mad at Bill Cowher for drafting, right. him. They had a little confrontation. Hey man, you told me I was a quarterback. How you doing? How you go draft this dude in the first round? and coward was like mind your business. (laughs) Let me coach you be the quarterback, but it it still was going to be Maddox in 04. It was going to be batch backing him up and then Ben was supposed to redshirt. Well, Maddox got hurt. Charlie batch got hurt and now they were they they were stuck with Ben stuck with him and then they they went and at the 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 time
5: he at the time he had the greatest rookie season. Arguably, of any quarterback in NFL history, d- definitely since Marino in '83.
3: Just kept winning. Just kept winning games. Yeah. Give it to Ben. They kept winning. Defense make a play. Uh, running, you know, Jerome Bettis uh, would make a play. Willie Parker. And then sometimes Heinz yeah. Ward, and sometimes Ben yeah. uh, would make yeah. plays. But we're doing yeah. this right now. We're saying thanks for the memories and how great he was. Won two Super Bowl titles and set a, a bunch of team records. Should yeah. he be leaving? I'm not talking about leaving Pittsburgh. Should he be leaving the game or is it? I think so. Do do we need to go back old school and say, isn't it nice to have one quarterback with one team, even though Joe Montana didn't do it. Joe Namath didn't do it and Peyton Manning didn't do it. Brett Favre. It's case by
5: case. I think it's case by case In all those instances in most of the names you just mentioned, whether it was Favre Montana or Manning. There was a guy waiting ready to play and the, the incumbent or the old, the older guy, the the predecessor had still left. had. Well, he had not only had to go, but he had something left.
3: Yeah, something left. You ben, don't think Ben has anything ben,
5: left? He has enough left to call it a night enough left to call it quits. Like my wife hates that. I always have my gas tank. Like my light comes on before I get gas. Ben is like not a quarter tank, but like like, 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 three, like, 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 just uh, above a quarter. Uh, just above a quarter. Uh, uh, no, wait, no, not, not a quarter like like, between a quarter and a half a tank of gas. Yeah, go yeah, ahead yeah. and pull in yeah. a, pull, pull in, put it in park, leave before you actually do suck. He doesn't suck. He's not great anymore, <laughs> but he doesn't yeah. suck. It's a great time to go. It's a great time to go. And it's a great time to take a break. Let me get my earpiece figured out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I heard everything you said. It was, great. I know.
3: I know. I know. I'm just saying, man, I don't know. I don't know if he should go because maybe maybe have him come around. Will he mentor the young guy? If he's Mrs. Steeler. Bring in a young guy. Have Ben be the mentor.
5: He can mentor him on the the backup. Mentor him on the phone. <laughs> like us. You got to know how to rap. <laughs>
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed.
4: It was just a very difficult situation for everybody involved. I've known Antonio for a couple of years now, you know, pretty closely. And, you know, we've obviously been teammates and um, I would just say I I love him. I care about him. um, And I have a lot of compassion. I have a lot of empathy for the things that uh, are happening in his life. So it's a lot of challenges we all face from time to time. I think the best thing is to have a support system, even outside of football, because Again, yeah, we are football players. We're athletes. Uh, we give everything we can on the field, but we also have off-field lives too. And, um, and I'm going to continue to do everything I can to try to you know, be a great friend and supportive to Antonio and the things he's going through.
5: So as of right now, 319 Eastern on a Tuesday, January 4th, 2022, um, a full two days after uh, Antonio Brown was kicked off the field and off the team by Bruce Arians and took off his uniform Mm. on his way out of MetLife Stadium. Antonio Brown is still a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for reasons unknown, at least that I've seen to anybody. Um, There's been speculation that they just don't want him signing with another contender. I have a different theory. Um, But as you heard just now, um, the Brady to Brown connection does remain strong uh while the Buccaneers discuss next steps with the NFL and uh, we'll unpack more of this because as we knew yesterday there was plenty more left on this here bone but in the meantime here's more from Tom Brady on his let's go podcast
4: I think about Ricky Williams I think about you know Calvin Ridley this year a young player for the Atlanta Falcons that stepped away from the game and um again, I don't think anyone's living in anyone else's shoes. So you don't necessarily know what other people are going through. Um, All you do is, you know, you're, you show up to work every day, and you try to do your job. And you obviously recognize there's a a lot of teammates in a locker room, and you build relationships with those teammates. Um, And I've done it for a long period of time for a lot of years. And you get to know people, you really try to do everything you can to help them. And, um, you know, I think we You know, my dad said something the other day, he said, look, all we can do is the best we can do with the opportunities that are presented to us, you know, and whatever that means for different people, whether it's on the field, off the field, family life, professional life. I'm going to try to do the best I can do with the circumstances that I'm presented before me as a person, and I try to live with integrity, I try to live with honesty, and, um, you know, I care about people beyond the football field as well, so, mm, again, it's a very difficult situation that everyone's dealing with and it's shown itself obviously in this example yesterday, but, um, it showed itself in the Olympics with Simone Biles and she came out and she spoke quite a bit about it. So, um, it's definitely more prevalent than we used to think, you know, we used to think that we were just all, uh, you know, robots out there and we'd go out there and play and, you know, and and it's more than that now. And I think there's a recognition of that. And we're all, there's a humanity to everything that we're doing out there. And, um, you know, it's very comforting to know that people are seeing athletes in deeper ways than just their potential on the field as well. For people on the outside looking in who aren't familiar with all the, you know, normal aspects of of what happens in a team, you know, it's just you want to look at one situation and categorize something in a certain way. And, um, you know, life isn't like that. And, you know, for the guys on the team who Uh, you know, are working hard every day to commit themselves to what our goals are, you know, we've got to continue to focus on that. And Antonio is a great player and extremely talented player. And, you know, we all want the best for him. We really do. I think there's a very supportive group of teammates and coaches. And it's, it's just a very difficult situation for everybody. I don't think there's a great way to sum anything up other than to say that he has a lot of you know, supportive teammates, and I'm certainly one of them. I love them, and I'm always here for them.
5: Mike, how do you feel after uh, listening to Tom Brady um, express his concern, um, his compassion for Antonio Brown? How does that make you feel, especially I, get, oh picking up off the conversation that we had yesterday? I got to tell you, first of all, that was an excellent. Sawatsky question.
0: How do because you feel? Because it is. Take man, it where you want.
3: How, how, how does it make me feel? Uncomfortable. Yeah.
5: I'm uncomfortable. Does it really? Yes. Well, why?
3: I'm uncomfortable. Because I am too. But I suspect
5: we're uncomfortable for different reasons. But go ahead. I'm uncomfortable
3: with. Al, uh, 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 who's Albert Brady? I don't even know. I was about to call him Albert Brady. I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with Tom Brady connecting Antonio Brown's situation with. Calvin Ridley's. I am uh, he mentioned Simone Biles. I'm uncomfortable with that. Hmm. Look, I understand. I do. I, I, I agree with his larger point about mental health and how athletes are not robots. And you have to look at the humanity of the person, not just the performer on the field. I'm with them hundred percent, 200 percent, 500 percent all the way. Yes. I'm just having a difficult time looking at <clears throat> Antonio Brown. And, and conveniently I'm saying it this way conveniently putting him. In mm-hmm. that category and then walking away and saying we don't know now listen if I'm Tom Brady and this is what Tom Brady has done throughout his career and he said this he always meets teammates where they are and that is one mm-hmm. of the beautiful things about him that makes you a great teammate doesn't make you necessarily a great historian or a great journalist because if I'm mm-hmm. meeting you where you are. That means sometimes I ignore where you came from and I ignore some of the things a bar. on your resume.
5: That was a bar.
3: hmm uh, So that's where Tom Tom Brady is ignoring a whole lot of history to have this sermon this lecture about Antonio Brown. How much he loves him. I'm glad he loves him. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm glad he's being a great friend. But there's a lot more to the story that Tom Brady either is unaware of or is just willing to wipe the slate clean and start the clock at that moment in the third quarter where Antonio Brown takes off the Jersey takes off the shirt, throws the souvenirs to the audience and says peace. I'm uncomfortable with that. That's how I feel, Mike.
5: Okay, I appreciate your honesty. Um, as usual, uh, I'm uncomfortable for different reasons. I'm also uncomfortable with aspects of your commentary. One, it's interesting. Would you would you at least stipulate? Would you at least allow for the fact that we may be unaware of some things going on in Antonio Brown's life and between his ears. Okay,
0: because what's because what
5: what stood out to me about Brady is that and listen, Michael, neither you nor I we didn't do it yesterday. I don't think we've ever really done it and we're not going to do it today. You nor I is in the business of playing a doctor on television. We are not in the business of diagnosing from a distance and we are not we did not stay at a Holiday and Express last night. I know I didn't I don't believe you did either. Okay, I did so not, we are no. not about to sit up here and suggest that he has CTE or some kind of emotional a psychological or, or mental disorder or some kind of uh, head trauma that he's suffering from and that manifested itself at MetLife on Sunday. We're not in the business of doing that. We leave that to people much smarter than us. right? But Tom Brady, he didn't come out and say those things but he spoke in such a way that he was strongly suggesting that not only is Antonio Brown struggling with any or some of the aforementioned issues, but it's understood at minimum it's understood by Tom Brady and his teammates, but it seems to be the worst kept secret in the league that Antonio Brown is dealing with something. Okay, something. So what I would say is the same thing I said yesterday because what Tom Brady spoke to what Tom Brady said spoke to what I said yesterday because Michael look just and just to be clear, for people who may just be okay. joining us here, party. Just to be clear. Sure. I said this before. I say it again. I wouldn't have touched Tom. Uh, I wouldn't have Antonio Brown with a ten foot pole. I don't want Antonio Brown on my team. I don't care how good he is. I don't want Antonio Brown on my team. He's unreliable. Okay. Right. He is a me right. first, selfish right. player, who mm-hmm. quits and throws a tantrum when things don't go his way. Okay. That's who that's Antonio right. Brown has been. That's the track record you're speaking of, and that's just when it comes to football. We're not talking about uh, uh, the bully. We're not talking about the bully or worse that about. he's been, or worse Gags that he has been off I'm the field. I'm not even talking okay? about the
3: football stuff. I'm talking about the off the field stuff.
5: That's right, what I'm right. But in, ter- but in terms of Pittsburgh, his exit from Pittsburgh, his exit from Oakland, yeah. to a lesser extent, is well, not, not even to a lesser extent. His exit from New England was different, but this exit all on the surface seem to be related to a a tantrum from being told what he can't have or what he can't do or what have you, okay? Point being, though, all right, Brady is speaking as though he knows something that we don't. Many are speculating it. I'm not comfortable speculating it without confirmation, but Brady was speaking as if, hey, This guy is dealing with something that we need to be compassionate about. He said that after the game on Sunday. So Michael, play this game with me, okay? Imagine if Antonio Brown breaks his leg on Sunday against the Jets. Would Bruce Arians cut him on the spot? Would he fire him on the spot? Would he say he's no no longer a Buck right then and there? No way. No. That'd be cruel. That'd be callous. That'd be inhumane to cut an injured player. The moment that he's hurt. There are procedures and steps to their injury settlements and there are ways to part ways with an injured player. I say that and I think you're picking up on where I'm going.
3: Yeah, but now, if, but, now so, but now, but now, but now you're I'm uncomfortable. With but, you.
5: All right, but, but, but I'm gonna yeah. finish. I'm gonna finish <laughs> this. Though. I'm gonna finish it real quick. And then you tell me why you're uncomfortable. Okay. But hear me out. But hear me okay. out though. Okay, because okay. I think there is yep. room. I think there's room for Uh, crossover between a clown whose act has gotten old and somebody who's struggling with any number of issues. I think there's room for some intersection there. I think both things could be could be true. Perhaps one is contributing to the other. I don't know. Yeah, Sure. But what but I want but the thing I want to just get across to you is this is why I said yesterday and I'm actually My theory as to why the Bucs are reportedly consulting with the league and discussing next steps about what kind of designation from a personnel standpoint they could apply to Antonio Brown rather than release him. I'm not going to be so cynical as to think it's strictly to block him from continuing his career elsewhere. I think they understand how poor these optics are. And I'm not talking about the optics of Antonio Brown having at best a meltdown, at worst a breakdown, before our eyes on Sunday. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the optics of a league that purports to care about player health and safety. Cutting a player when he is mentally or emotionally. Unwell and injured possibly. I don't know that to be Mm. the case and I know you feel like that's a cop-out and I get why you feel like that's a cop-out, but if in fact Antonio Brown If everybody knows, from Tom Brady to Bruce Arians to Jason Light and everybody else, if everybody knows that Antonio Brown is unwell emotionally or mentally, that means you know that he is fully capable of what he did on Sunday. That he is volatile and that he is erratic. The only difference is on Monday is that, according to Bruce Arians, he was insubordinate and he embarrassed you. But why is what he did any more embarrassing than any of the other transgressions that he has done? But didn't stop you from signing him in the first place, which is why I will, the last thing I'll say for now is what I said yesterday: the Bucks should not be able to get off so easy as to just cut him. That would be the only thing that's convenient: is cutting him mm-hmm. and saying go with yeah. God. And I hope he gets the help he needs elsewhere. Because if you thought enough of Antonio Brown to look past him throwing furniture out of a window, and nearly hit hitting hitting or hurting a child to look past sexual yeah. assault allegations to look past uh, a fake vaccination card. I know I'm forgetting something to look past all you're, the you're domestic violence. <laughs> I, I'm sure I am yeah. right. If yeah. you thought enough of him to look past all that knowing what you were getting then to me this feels like a hey We're going to take that whole package and all Antonio Brown did was Antonio Brown. He had an episode that should not have surprised anybody least of all the Buccaneers. And and this is what this what made me uncomfortable yesterday was Bruce Arians saying he's no longer a buck. Well, hold on. He was a buck despite everything else. He did yesterday was his last straw when he all he did was exhibit the type of behavior that Tom Brady suggested on that podcast is a type of behavior that somebody that is dealing with these issues, I don't know, may pop off and exhibit. I'll rest my case. The floor is yours. Okay. Now I'm very uncomfortable.
3: Now, okay. now, now I'm very uncomfortable. Uh, but let's just, let, let, let me just untangle this here for a second. Let's start with Bruce mm-hmm. Arians. Why would, why would Tom Brady say one thing? Because they didn't say the same thing, by the way. You said Tom Brady is saying as if he knows something that we don't know. And I agree with mm-hmm. you. He is. Tom Brady sounds that way Bruce Arians does not sound that way or at least he didn't yesterday uh, or, or uh, excuse me at least he didn't on Sunday after the game. He said he's no longer a buck. Why don't we talk about the other guys who are out there who, who, who helped us win this game. He was clearly annoyed that annoyance was articulated uh, articulated even further with Peter King football morning in America. He tells Peter Antonio Brown can't help himself. He's right. saying. He didn't say right. let's display some compassion basically he quit. So yes. Bruce Arians called him a quitter. Tom Brady says I love him. He's a friend of mine. I think we should have some compassion. Okay, somewhere somewhere. There's a disconnect. Can I tell you where the disconnect is? Longevity. Bruce Arians was his wide receivers coach in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians has known him for a long time and I'm not saying this is right, but this is okay. This mm-hmm. is where we go from football to real life. Yeah. If you you've known somebody for more than a decade, and mm-hmm. you know what they're capable of doing, you may not be as compassionate as I would be. If I come in, I've met them two years ago, right? I, I've spent more time with them in the last two years, two or three years. That's when mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady and, and AB were in New England together in two thousand nineteen. So three years.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Bruce Arians is like, nah, man, I didn't want to sign him in the first place. You're Tom right. Brady. I'm Bruce Arians. You got more power than
5: I do. So you're going to win. I this. I told week. you yesterday. I didn't think I thought that hang up about it could go either way was, in my opinion, right. Bruce Arians was like, look, Tom, Jason. I don't want him here after the fake vaccination. Things, I don't want him, but Bruce I'll take one on. for the team. That's my, that's yeah. what I think happened. And so and, and, I don't think and he, Arians, and he, he was in the red on, on Sunday. He was in the red and Antonio Brown only had one time to cross him.
3: I think it's above his pay grade right now too with Arians. I think Arian said exactly the way he feels. I'm done with him. I've seen this act before. Yeah. Yeah, I think I take mental health seriously, but I know something's going on with this guy. Like, and, and, and that's what's so difficult, Mike. This is why I'm uncomfortable because now I'm going into a area that, that is that is far, far above my area of expertise. And and, and I'm gonna say this. This is the area, this is the uncomfortable area for me.
5: Okay. You're in a safe space. How?
3: When we talk about mental health, how far are we willing to go? See, I made the mm-hmm. argument to you before that you could say that Henry Ruggs it, yeah. has a mental health issue. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're if you're driving drunk, if you're driving at 130, 150 miles per hour, however fast he was going, it was crazy to the right. point where the person, the car in front of him hits the car in front of him, the car uh, catches on fire. Uh, driver is dead. So right. Henry Ruggs driving fast and drunk and out of control. That's mental right. health. Something's but, wrong there. Yeah. But 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 we don't. But we okay. So when the Raiders excuse. cut him, what right? No, but right. I'm saying. But when the Raiders not, cut yeah. him, nobody said yeah. why the Raiders you. cutting him. And so, right. and whether it's Antonio Brown or Calvin Ridley or or Henry mm-hmm. Ruggs, there are different categories that we pick. There's a face of mental health that we're okay embracing and I'm Mm -hmm. criticizing myself on this and then there's the Antonio Brown category where yes, it might be mental health this time. It might be exactly that but because of his past, I'm having a hard time saying, oh sure. And, and, And I wouldn't have a hard time saying, hey, Josh Gordon needs help. I wouldn't have a hard time saying somebody uh, is, is tired of football or thinking about life away from football. They're 25, 26 years old and they don't know uh, which way they want to go right now. I'm sympathetic to that. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time showing that compassion that Tom Brady uh, asked me to have
5: once again for Antonio. Brown. Thank you for your Once again, thank you for your honesty and I'm not uncomfortable with anything you just said. I will break that cycle because I completely understand where you're coming from. And I share that conflict. I share that conflict of what I think. Like a reporter once upon a time that we both know, that we work with in Boston, once told a fan infamously, the difference between <laughs> me and you is you think I know. Okay? Okay. It's one oh, of the best lines goodness. in that, media that, history, okay? <laughs> so arrogant, right? Right? And so okay? on
3: brand. And on brand for right. that
5: reporter. I don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. I could guess I could surmise. We could say, you know what? Hey, how could somebody you know, this is this is on brand for Antonio Brown. If anybody was ever going to strip on his way out of a stadium, it was going to be Antonio Brown, followed by catching an Uber, talking about a Netflix series in the backseat, followed by dropping a rap single on his Twitter account, followed by, oh, by the way, courtside at a Grizzlies game, you know, looking like everything's just fine, okay? Just being Antonio Brown, full of drama, I understand why you would be uncomfortable Putting him in the same category as Naomi Osaka or um, or Simone Biles or somebody who fits the profile, but isn't that the point? Isn't that the point of our collective evolution? Is yeah, to not sure. subscribe to stereotypes about this or not know yeah. that mental health and, and disturbances uh, or, or, or mental issues, excuse me, do not discriminate. I mean, listen again. Yeah. I'm not diagnosing him. I'm not here to diagnose him. But we do know that he's taken some incredible hits over the course of his career. It's something to consider it's it doesn't excuse everything and yesterday Michael, I took it to an extreme in some people's opinion when I when I said yeah, you hear mental health being thrown around Cavalier all the time and you know when when there's a when there's a you know, a mass shooting or domestic violence, but I'm making a point when I say this that people immediately say oh well he's mentally disturbed that does a disservice and I know you feel the same way to people who are navigating their mental health journeys who don't resort to certain types of behavior. So I understand why I understand why you would feel some kind of way about Antonio Brown, who's been a clown. Getting the pass from his quarterback and others of mental health, but it doesn't make it any less of a possibility. It doesn't make it any less real and all I'm suggesting. I'm not disagreeing with you about about Bruce Arians. Okay, Bruce Arians has every right to be frustrated. Bruce Arians has every right to say enough is enough for my team. But a week ago, that same Antonio Brown, who you knew had these issues, this isn't a surprise. You signed up for him to be a part of your team. Brady didn't bring him in in a vacuum. Everybody benefited from Antonio Brown. And speaking of benefits, my only suggestion is there be a middle ground. I'm not saying you run him out there next Sunday like it's nothing. I'm saying to cut him loose doesn't feel right if in fact well, this is a mental health issue. Well, because it's well, no okay, different but, than somebody being injured. You would well, have a certain a procedure well, that you would have to abide by before you let him go. You understand what I'm okay. saying? all right but
3: yeah but okay here's here's this is this is the only distinction if i'm injured i'm usually not going to argue with you over that like if i tear my acl i got a torn acl Uh, i got a second opinion yes uh that doctor says it too torn achilles uh hamstring whatever it is elbow shoulder i'm usually not arguing with you that i'm injured we are going to work together. I think there's to, more to that. There's got to gotta be to, more to, to that. It, it could not have
5: been as simple but, as that. It has to be more to it than well, that. well, has to be what I'm on saying
3: that. with but, but but with mental health, I think.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm talking about the anchor. I, I apologize no, with,
3: with some. Yeah, but no, that's fine. But some of the people that we mentioned, they've told you. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm struggling. I, one of the, the most powerful pieces of sound in my opinion in 2021 was Naomi Osaka saying I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. Sometimes I'm not happy. I need to step away from tennis. It's, it's 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 hurting me right now. I'm not as happy as I should be. I mean, it's an acknowledgement of hey, something's going on and I need to get it checked out. Thank Bravo. Okay. And I think okay. a lot of people so short of were that. saying that no, but but he doesn't need to do that for me. Okay. I don't need to hear it. Antonio Brown doesn't need to do that for me. Just like Naomi. It'd be nice Naomi if he did it for Osaka. himself. That right. That's my point. And so, but if what he are you doesn't to do if you're if you, but if you're Bruce Arians, because I think about it from his perspective or think about it from your perspective oh. as a boss. Okay, as a boss. Okay, you're yeah. paying somebody to you're paying somebody to do a job. And you know Somebody had to talk to you into signing this employee in the first place. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you feel some kind of way about him anyway. So you're watching right. them a little closely and right when you just ask them, you still pay them checks and bounce. You ask them. Hey, could you go into the game? And, and they make a whole show out of that. Are you right. thinking, Hey, mental health or are you thinking, you know what? I'm done. Are you thinking?
5: Hey, go somewhere else to be get great, it. Right? But, right? So, <laughs> so you don't know love uh, that. I, right, I get it. I don't know. And, and I mean, listen, it, it's just tough. We it's got tough. We, we, we got it. We got to go to break. But Michael, you knew all that you're Bruce Arians. You have every right to be like I can't I can't deal with this anymore. But you knew all that when you gave him another second chance after the vaccination card. You knew what you were getting when your yeah. quarterback signed convinced you to bring him in in the first place. Where were it's all these cries for though. Antonio Brown? Like I let, him it, well,
3: yeah, I let him come back after the vaccination thing. No, I'm done. I, that's He's what I'm saying during the
5: game. He
3: wasn't even what thinking about this the He's like, we're going to be Jets." I'm just thinking about, all what of I'm us, gonna say Michael, about Antonio Brown. After the and game. for the
5: NFL in particular, this is a teachable moment. They have procedures. Yes. They have a medical tent. They have doctors. They have all sorts of people on standby. If somebody hurts themselves. Physically, but you gotta work. This you gotta what open it, you gotta up a little it. bit, don't you? I'm, but really? I hear you. All I'm saying is the NFL needs to have a procedure in place for when somebody really loses it on the field, when somebody okay. really loses yeah. their yeah. mind yeah. on the field. Yeah. And in the meantime, yeah. you ain't got to play Antonio Brown, but you ain't got to cut him either. Put him on the non-football injury list. Don't wish him the best. Give him the best support you could because you signed up to have him on your team until it became inconvenient for you. There's a middle ground here and I just don't think washing your hands of him is the right way for the Bucks to handle this. What if he doesn't
3: play for you, but you still allow him to take advantage of your resources, even though he's not a member. That's of your exactly
5: what I want. That's exactly what I would like to see. Bingo. <laughs> All right, so the Washington Post and others reported last night that the NFL uh, and the Buccaneers were in discussions on Monday uh, about potential procedural steps involving Antonio Brown, who as of now, 349 Eastern on Tuesday, January 4th, 2022 remains a member of the Buccaneers after the Sunday's fiasco. Uh, the deliberations are focused on which designation the Buccaneers might place on Brown for player personnel purposes according to a person with knowledge of the discussions, no consideration of NFL um, imposed discipline. Uh, the Players Association is involved um, and if the Browns were to release him, oh, excuse me, the, the Bucks were to release him and he would have cleared through waivers. He'd be a free agent. Uh, let's bring in Steve Weiss, man, uh, our brother from another NFL media, NFL network insider, uh, Steve aspect. I, I, I know some people have been uh, cynical in thinking and maybe it's true. Maybe there's some uh, truth to it. Some modicum of truth to it that the Bucks just don't want to see Antonio Brown catch on with a contender. Mm -hmm. I think the Bucks and by extension, the NFL recognize the optics. If this is a mental health episode recognize the optics of cutting a player who had a very public not meltdown, but breakdown. You're the insider. You got your ear to the ground. Why is Antonio Brown still a Buccaneer as we speak?
2: Yeah, I think both of those things could be in play. I mean, the team may be like, we don't want him anywhere associated with our franchise. You know, he did help us win a Super Bowl last year. But the NFL might be like, hey, look, we are going through a lot of mental health awareness issues. Let's make sure we're not putting somebody out there with certain support that, you know, that we haven't offered him yet. Now, I think Antonio Brown has been offered a lot of support throughout his career, be it in Pittsburgh, be it right. in New England, be it with the Raiders there but they probably want to make sure that this is okay okay in case there's a lawsuit coming where he's trying to get some type of money or whatever i mean the one thing that we know about the nfl you mentioned optics right now they are highly sensitive to the mental health discussion like in your previous you know conversation we were talking about naomi osaka and simone biles and just in this world coming through covid the enlightened discussion about mental health so they want to make sure he's all good now a lot of this is antonio brown if he says i'm all good and i don't want any of your help then that's one thing but the nfl the teams always consult the nfl with these types of issues whether they be failed drug tests whether they be something criminal they always consult the nfl for legalities on whether they should put somebody mm-hmm. on the nfi they're not a football injury related uh, list or if they can go ahead and cut them so th- all those mm-hmm. discussions again this is more procedural i think
4: it's than human anything. resources basically
5: yeah, it is human resources, it is. More like it our jobs. Correct,
4: correct. Yeah,
3: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Michael already made reference to it. Steve, we know you're an ace reporter, have been for a long time. So tell me, without revealing your sources, we never ask you to do that. What's the most interesting nugget you got from your sources after this happened? Insight, any kind of observation people all around the league were watching this and had commentary about it what what is is something that you learned that you said okay well, that's interesting I never thought of that thought of it that way
2: before yeah I don't know if I learned anything it's more of kind of a repeated discussion that's been had like teams have known about his erratic behavior forever but because and it's and we hear this all the time about athletes because he could help you win games it is tolerated and if you put him in a certain environment where they can absorb this behavior to use the old pat riley statement then you can manage it okay and the buccaneers were a veteran locker room with a veteran coaching staff that could absorb it to the point look they gave him a pass on the free vaccination on the false vaccination card when well, they're like hey if he messes up again we're gonna let him go well they did they kept giving him passes until finally they said okay this is this is enough right here he walked off the field or whatever you want to say in that episode he, he bounced on us So now I can't have this around my other 52 and the people in this building. So, again, the the bigger conversation I've had is the Buccaneers enabled this, just like other teams enabled it, but also Antonio Brown. It was just a matter of time. He's someone who's got a short window to maximize his good behavior before he falls off. And the other thing I heard, guys, is people just saying, I mean, more than anything I've heard is, let's just hope now that he doesn't have the structure that he has in a football field, that he's not in danger himself or other people. So there are people in the football world who are generally concerned, and we've seen it before with his off-field behavior, that he, right. could, you know, th- th- that he could do something that's not beneficial to yeah. himself. Correct.
5: Correct. Yeah. No, he effectively fired himself. Um, yes, he did. By committing the one thing you can't do and, 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 and live to tell about in the NFL. You could, you could beat women. Um, you could fight dogs. Uh, you can go to jail. You can get DUIs. Can't quit, you know, because you can't sell that to your locker room. Because as we all know, football character means is football the most important thing to you? That's what character means in the NFL. Not are you good in the community? Is football the most important thing to you? And can we count on you on Sundays? But moving on, man, we got so much we want to cover with you. Um, Pete Carroll um, took exception to these Russell Wilson rumors. Uh, I would have to imagine he knows the source of these rumors. Anybody would have a brain knows the source of these rumors and it's Russell Wilson's camp. Uh, the, the dude had a <laughs> list that they released publicly last year. Um, is this an example of of Russ just publicly saying the right things as always as an I'm hope I hope I'm here when really he's got one foot out the door or is there a way to salvage this relationship in Seattle uh, this partnership with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll.
2: Yeah, great question. Look, there's always ways to salvage things, but we were saying last summer, this is how it goes with the Seahawks because we saw it with Earl Thomas, we saw it with Richard Sherman, we saw it with Marshawn Lynch. The static blows up, they mend fences through a season and take a shot at another Super Bowl, and then when something doesn't work, that player is gone. And people I am speaking to in the NFL, and this is multiple people, whether it's executives from other teams, who have got their ear to the grapevine or whatever think that there's going to be a parting of the ways between those two, either Pete's gone or Russell's gone, or both of them are gone. They, again, everyone I'm talking to at this point, Pete can take exception or not for people, people putting words in his mouth or not, but there does not seem like this is a reconcilable union between those two at this point that can all change, but you better believe as we get closer to the draft, there's going to be a lot more trade talk about Russell Wilson being out of Seattle than there is even now.
3: Okay, now Steve, if that were to happen, let's let's say Seattle. Let's say it's Pete Carroll. Say Russell stays and Pete goes. What what job? You look at some of the job opportunities out there. What's the best job, as far as you can see? I think Chicago's going to be open. We know Jacksonville's going to be open. Seattle open. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody else. And who knows? Carolina may be open. The Giants might be open after Joe Judge's performance. What what's the best? job that you can see for some candidate to go in there and say, oh, man, we can turn this around pretty quickly.
2: The Raiders. Um, I, I think the Raiders would be, you know, it's, it's amazing that this team still is in playoff contention. I mean, they win against the Chargers Sunday. They're making the playoffs who knows what Mark Davis is going to do, but there's a big belief that they're just going to change so many things in that building. But look, you know, whether you want to keep Derek Carr or not, we'll see, but Derek Carr has, has played pretty well this season. You, you could do a lot worse than Derek Carr. They've got yeah. some foundational pieces in there with Max Crosby and Yanik Ngakwe. I mean, there's talent on this roster, but it's also a destination point for free agents. Um, and I just think there's so much potential growth in a lot of different ways for the Raiders. I think that's going to be the desired job. Yeah, a lot of questions about ownership there, but are they any worse than ownership? You know, some of the decisions that have been made with the Giants or the Jaguars or some of those other places. Seattle Seattle's interesting because I think there's probably a little bit more of a rebuild there unless Russell Wilson stays because they've got a lot of holes at at other places. But I think the Raiders would be the most attractive to coach whether it's an offensive or defensive-minded head coach.
5: And it's probably going to be some surprise, which there always is. Mm-hmm. Um, my last question for you, Steve, is today we got word that Baker Mayfield is going to have shoulder surgery. He's not going to play in the week 18 finale. I just say week 18, so i get getting the habit of saying week 18. Not going to play in the last game of the season. Um, just awful, frustrating, disappointing year for a guy who it looked like just last year the Browns had finally solved their long-term issues at quarterback since they were reincarnated in Cleveland, that is. What if any future does Baker Mayfield have in Cleveland beyond next season? If it's incredible. In Crumb-
2: yeah, th- that's a great question. I think he's there next season, but I don't think they're going to make any type of long term commitment to him right now. I mean, you are just talking to people that can't because you just don't know what he is because the Cleveland Browns are an incredibly talented football team on both sides of the ball. Now, is it going to be is, is, are they going to say "Well, Baker was injured? Yeah, guys in and out. That's not going to wash when you look at what some of these other teams have done when they've had half their roster go out on a COVID list or something like that. Like Baker Mayfield has not played as well as he did last year. Is that on Baker? Is that on the coaching staff? We'll see. But you see teams like Buffalo make a commitment to Josh Allen because they know he's that dude. There's not one person in the league right now that's going to say Baker Mayfield is that dude. He's a good player. He's had very good moments. But he hasn't done some of the things that Joey Burrow has done and Cincinnati or some of these other ascending young quarterbacks that Justin Herbert have done on a consistent basis. That's why I think it's going to be one more year for Baker in Cleveland. And, you know, I think they like him, but I don't know if they're sold on him. But they don't, I don't love him. They, they, mm-hmm. they, right, but, I don't, but they don't love him, because, and I don't know if they feel they can get anything better right now, but that is a very talented roster and he's going to have one more shot, I think, next year to see if they can get him through the hump.
3: Now, now Steve, the guy across from him last night, Ben Roethlisberger, Presumably, last start uh, for for the Steelers at home. That is last home game at Heinz Field, and you know, change in Pittsburgh is just you know, it. Just doesn't happen very often. They, you know, right. they slow with changing head coaches and and centers and ownership. I mean, they just don't do that. So uh, he's been there for 18 years. Who do you think is is the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it somebody we know in the NFL right now, or are we talking about? Uh, just starting over with a, a, a 22, 23-year-old draft pick.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're going to be involved in the draft game, but there are some teams who think that the Steelers are, are very much going to be in this, in this quarterback carousel. You know, I don't know if they would be aggressive enough to maybe make the bold move to go get a Deshaun Watson. Um, but, you know, maybe, you know, can they get involved to make a move with a Derek Carr, you know, if, if the Raiders decide to move on from him? So there's a lot of thought that they do think they've got the type of roster that if they get a veteran quarterback in there, uh, they can immediately make another Super Bowl push. And it's hard to look at the talent on that team and disagree. Yeah, they've got some holes in a few places, but you know that that's that's a talented roster. Plus, you look at the quarterbacks in their division. We talked about one in Baker Mayfield, who's a question mark, but Joey Burrow and Lamar Lamar down there in uh, Lamar Jackson down there in Baltimore. You know, this is not no time for them to kind of take a step back and rebuild when it comes to the quarterback. So I think the feeling is outside the building. They're going to get involved in this in this free agent care, you know, quarterback game or, or trading for a quarterback to because they do feel that they they have a competitive roster. So I, I don't think it's going to be a draft and and develop. Maybe they draft somebody and develop, but they'll put a veteran there first to try to win some ball games.
5: Or look, maybe they uh maybe they strike goal again. Once upon a time, Ben wasn't supposed to hit the ground running as a rookie and he did it because of the infrastructure and the talent around him. He was able to flourish right out the gate. So maybe the next guy could do the same thing, but that's a tough act to follow whoever it is. Uh, We got a tough act to follow because we have to do a show after Steve Weiss because you are that dude and you just (laughs) dropped a bunch of knowledge as usual. We appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys
2: all the best. All right, man.
5: Pittsburgh said goodbye to Ben last night, but the real story was TJ Watt getting four of them things. Four. Wow. Not four. Four of them things. Four, four. sacks four. to bring his season total to 21 and a half. And this is with him missing two games this year. Um, that's just incredible. Uh Mike Tomlin has called him an alien before. Um you know JJ he's on his way to being better than his brother which is saying a lot. Okay. I mean, I said on his way. I said on his way. JJ is a Hall of Famer. On his yes. way. Okay? His I mean, way. this
0: dude
3: He's not on his way but but, all but it's, right. good. Well, it's wanna, good. It's great. Okay. All right. It's great. I don't want to to the conversation.
5: On. Okay, it's, you ain't going to derail sense. me.
3: you ain't going to derail me. Okay, because that, that ain't right. worth it. But keep going. <laughs> keep
5: going. Keep but keep having going. said all that what I love about this about this record in particular is what I just mentioned the fact that he's going to do it in 15 games played because he got the Ravens I believe it. They, they lead the league in giving up sacks. Not that it matters. He had three and a half against him the first time he played if I'm not mistaken. He's going to pass Michael Strahan. In week 18, game 17, but his 15th game. And I want to combine this with Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup had some interesting comments. Cooper Cup, who c- can, can break Michael Thomas' single-season receptions record and can break Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving yards record against the 49ers in game 17 and week 18, was like, nah, I think it should be separate. You know, what they did in 16 games, yeah, that's not the same as, as us doing it in 17. I'm like, nah, cool. Don't sell yourself nah, short. No, because I no. think because I think number one, I listen all I've ever known is a 16 game season and a 17 week season. Well, it was 18 at one point because it were two bye weeks, but only a 16 game season because it happened in 78. I was born in 79. It's still weird for me to see teams 12 and four or 11 and five with another game left. At first, I was a little worried about records falling with this extra game. But the more I thought about it, man, numbers are nothing without context. Not only did we never, ever suggest that the 16-game records were less than the 14-game records or before that, the 12-game records. I don't remember anybody saying Marino throwing 48 touchdowns and you know, he obliterated it, obviously. But you know what I'm saying? For example, like we never put an right. asterisk right. next to 16 game records. Just, I don't. I, I'm not going to do go it to 17. Yeah. Because not just like versus, baseball, Michael, baseball was on yeah, that baseball. 154 versus they 162.
3: On, nah. They were. Yeah.
5: They were. You know, they yeah. were. But uh, there's a couple of things. One, there's the number of games somebody plays, and in this case, J.J. Watt's going to break the single season sack record, having missed two games. History will remember that. There's the era in which somebody played, slash the way the game was played. So
0: there
5: correct, are certain records correct, that, correct. that and, and, and accomplishments that people have now that doesn't make them greater than their predecessors because their predecessors didn't do it the same way, right? Right. There's wouldn't who that, played the game atmosphere.
3: Right.
5: Speaking of that, Michael, there's who played the game and at what position. Cause it wasn't that long ago the game was segregated, where black black players were shut out, slash They were prevented from playing certain positions, specifically quarterback, right? There's that. Yes, correct. And then there's also the circumstances as in empty stats or did you accumulate those stats? As a part of winning, there's the system. There's the um, there's the opportunities that you're getting. You know, there's a situation that you're in that contributes to whether or not somebody is able to break a record like, in other words, breaking a record when, you know, you are sharing the field with other great talents that you're sharing the ball with, or that, that shared ball with is one thing versus being a guy who just is putting up garbage time, garbage numbers. I said this about Antonio Brown yesterday. Antonio Brown's not a Hall of Fame player. He's a dude that's got great numbers. He's got all time numbers, but he ain't a Hall of Famer. He's great. He's talented. Mm. Here I go derail it again. But you understand what I'm saying. So there's yeah, context yeah, involved with being a, being a great player in an offense that doesn't necessarily give you all the opportunities or even on defense. Because I'm gonna read you this real quick from Mike Tomlin. This was fascinating. Um what Mike Tomlin said about TJ about Watt and about what he's done and why he's not surprised at what TJ Watt has done, given A, he thought he would do, he would have done it before. Let me find let me find this quote real quick. All right. Here's what he said. Going to, I'm a nerd out on this. You're going to love this. you going to love this. Because it really yeah. makes you say, damn. You know, it's like i will sitting in your hall. It makes you say, hmm. Tomlin said his pressure rate relative to sack to rush opportunities is what screams at you. You know, I don't spend a lot of time analyzing the analytics of it. But I would imagine, let me try to do Mike Tomlin. But I would imagine his pressure rate is historic relative to the rush opportunities. So when you're putting yourself in position to affect the game as often as he does relative to rush opportunities, the numbers are just a natural component that comes with that. His rush rate over the last several years has been unbelievable in terms of his ability to put pressure on the passer given his opportunities to rush. So my dude's got 21 and a half sacks and it sounds like they got him going backwards quite a bit. You're right, right. Limited opportunities. Wow. Right. It's incredible. All right. So hats that off to Cooper Cup hats off, off to TJ Watt and everybody else is going to break a record in week 17 oh game 17 week 18 it is legit it is
3: alright now oh, let, and let he's me, a defensive uh, player me,
5: by the way he's a easily defensive player uh,
3: let, let me let me uh, break down a couple things real quick real quick number one how dare you how dare you Michael
5: Smith? <laughs> let's start there what I say what I say wrong
3: how dare you read a Mike Tomlin quote without oh, giving us and not
5: play it? Not play the sound. The I, real I Mike Tomlin. I, I yeah, mean, I know. I, it's, come on. I know. I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry. I, I know. Ha, I had any a feed item. Any opportunity right. we have to hear Mike Tomlin, we should seize it. I know. That's right. I had ooh, a feed ooh, item. By, here, the way, way back in, by the way, yeah. let me sneak this in real quick. Let me sneak this in real quick. Cross this off my list. Does not know what a losing season looks like. Right. Okay? Yes. Fifteen straight Never years. Not a single losing season in Pittsburgh. You got plenty of people like to complain about Mike Tomlin. Better appreciate this man while you got him. Never had a losing season. Consistency never had like a losing we've never season. seen to start a career. Fifteen years, never had it's a losing unbelievable. season. Go right ahead.
3: That's you unbelievable. Um so I mean you think about some of the some of the great all time coaches, Andy Reid, Active, Bill Belichick. Like these guys have had like you know, Sean Payton, Pete Carroll, they've all had losing seasons. Yeah. Mike Tomlin has not. But Uh, I I once said way back in 2021 I had a feed item and said Tomlin versus everybody. I'll take Tomlin and that was purely a reference to Tomlin sound. I'll just take Tomlin sound any opportunity. I can get it. Now you said something about numbers and the context of numbers. You got to look at the numbers of it, right?
5: Hell whether whether they even tracked it. They didn't track sacks until what 82. So this record is the official record, but that's not even an official record.
3: Help me out with this. What's 79 minus 70 Oh, Lord. I thought you about to make an actual point. <laughs> what is it? Okay. All right. All right. Don't, that. don't answer. Don't answer. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's good. It's good. You got to do it. You're you 10 answer. years old. You how old you, you are you right now, Michael? How old are you know. right now? How old are you, don't do you know. right now? How you don't do are <laughs> you?
5: As we speak, how old are you? you don't how know old are you, answer. Michael? Hey. How old are you? I'm
3: nine years older than you are. Nine years older than you? <laughs> how about that? Um, but you know what? Like all this For stuff, now. especially. Especially, yeah, I know coming up soon. Um, it's, it's amazing with Cooper Cup, especially with wide receivers. See TJ Watt. I mean, maybe that's a different category. Uh, you know, we, we remember they throw the they Masters throw the ball more too.
5: That's another thing. They pass the ball more now. So that, you know, yeah.
3: But all that all the wide receiver numbers because I remember. Okay, so Michael Thomas doing his thing. Remember, didn't mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison once have like 143 catches or something That's exact. Crazy. That is. Uh, that is exactly
5: the is number 143? 143. Yes, it was 143.
3: Right. Yes. So, so Michael Thomas, Marvin Harrison, back in the day, Art Monk mm-hmm. used to have a streak uh, of consecutive passes. Steve mm-hmm. Largent, mm-hmm, all of these mm-hmm. guys. But I think with wide receivers, okay, set the records. Don't make any distinction. Don't say 14 versus 16 versus 17. Doesn't matter for wide receivers. You got to go to a position. Each position has its own standard for excellence I, and and unfortunately mm. for every wide receiver out there. The standard is impact on the game and we go to a guy we talked to in Tahoe Jerry Rice. <laughs> so right. I forget about the record the record. It's what is your impact on the game. So if, right. if Cooper Cup, who's, who's got a great impact on the game right now. If he goes out and the Rams win the Super Bowl and he's the Super Bowl MVP and we say, oh my God, what a season from Cooper Cup. That's memorable. Unfortunately, a 122 catch season, a 150 catch season, a 1700 yard season, it doesn't really stick in my opinion. I'm just talking about me, the way I look at it. It doesn't yeah. really stick if the wide receiver doesn't have something else along mm. with it. it, it there's mm. some kind of, you got to pair it with something. It's like wine, you know, this kind of wine with this kind of meal. So you got the okay. you got the numbers,
5: great. <laughs> Michael Irvin, uh, Michael Irvin type. Yeah, you're talking about yeah, Michael Irvin. Yeah, Michael yeah. Irvin, yeah. Yeah. where he doesn't have yeah. the
3: numbers of those guys, but Michael yeah. Irvin's impact on the game was unmistakable. Or, 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 or
5: in a different or in a different way, Randy Moss, who had the numbers and the impact in terms of the way people had to defend whatever offense yeah. he was a part of. But so, this is not to pile so on we'll that Antonio to, Brown.
3: No need to twist it around and say, "Okay, well, that's you did that. You made that record in a 17 game season, 16 game season. No, so what?
5: It is what that's it right. is. Uh, not to pile on Antonio Brown, but that's why yesterday I cringe when you said definitively he was the best wide receiver in Steelers history. Is he the most prolific wide receiver in Steelers history? Absolutely. He's one of the most prolific receivers the game has ever seen. But the game was a lot different." when it was Glenn yeah. Swan opposite John Stallworth and you want to talk about impact on the game. I think Heinz war would like to have a, a word in this conversation about best receivers in Steelers history. Shout out to Lewis lips, by the way, always love that name. Point oh, being on. it's just like, you know, no, on, I, I'm not saying he's one of the best ever. I'm just saying shout okay. out to Lewis Lips. Right. He just hey, came to mind. Man. I great remember, I, I had his football I card, you know. Yeah, anyway. I love him too. Um, I know I did. I love him. That's Louis a, just, just a random like, shout like, out. But you understand what I'm saying? Southern to Miss say Antonio or old, Brown,
3: I think it's Southern Miss or somewhere. somewhere. He was, he was down Antonio in uh, Brown, in,
5: uh, Gulf Coast country. I, yeah, he might even be from New Orleans. But to say that he's the best uh, receiver in team history, it's like, mm, there's some dudes that won and that impacted Not just the winning, but the history of the game, in a meaningful way that numbers don't measure. That's all. That's the only reason I cringe, man. So so when you say gifted,
3: so when you say uh, um, Antonio Brown, it's not even the eye test, right? It's not eye test. I'm sorry. Say that again. Say that again. It's not. It's not eye test for you. Like if I know Antonio Brown is selfish. Got it. But if you even take that out of it and just say on the field. Do you factor that in? On the field, who's the who is the best wide receiver out of these three or four? Was it was it Lin Swan just running a route and the ability to get open and run after the catch?
5: Yeah, if you're talking talent, if you're talking talent, Antonio Brown is among the most talented wide receivers to ever set foot on a field. But when I when I just say best in team history, you gotta, and you, you got two, I just all that I champion. just named two Hall yeah. of Famers that were part of four Super Bowl championships and are iconic. It was just hard for me to put a guy with the track record of Antonio Brown, not to mention great stats, yeah. bruh, you and I both know they put up a lot of it, empty stats in Pittsburgh over and here. And it can't be stats, a lot and you know, of empty stats. You're right,
3: you're right. That's why I, I didn't even mention. I, I, I saved this to last because I don't want this to be a part of the uh, part of the analysis of great wide receiver. As yeah. you pointed out very correctly, the game was just so different in the 70s and 80s uh, different for quarterbacks different rules for defensive backs. They right. go out there. They could that's they exactly could right. you.
5: That's exactly They could right. do all
3: kinds of stuff and the completion percentages were much lower. Quarterbacks took more chances down the field all this stuff. They didn't call pass interference nearly as much as they do now, but I, I say this for last. I think Lynn Swan had 330 something catches for his career. That oh, yeah, his numbers are oh, yeah. his numbers
5: are great. In, in the but grand it's not about scheme. Yeah. Exactly. It's not about numbers. Exactly. It really is exactly. the
3: era in which you played and the impact you had on your era and on your team.
5: But it's just crazy to think about like what Tomlin was saying. And You're right, man. I, my bad for not, you know, finding the, the side. Um, it's like, wait, you mean it's and that's not even talking about his pressures. Like there's sacks is actually getting home, but there's just what plays are you opening up? for your teammates. What opportunities are you creating for them? Hi, Aaron Donald, you know, like how much better are you making everybody else? What plays as our boy Chris Sims like to say, are you effing up? You know what I mean? Like what plays that don't right. get re- Like their analytics for all this kind of stuff. Now we count this, but the 21 and a half sacks is but a snapshot of what T.J. Watt has done. I didn't mean to be blasphemous about J.J. Watt. I'm just saying that family did something right.
3: lot <laughs> right. Think about I that. mean, my gosh. Like- And the same, you know, both of them gain records on defense. Mm -hmm. How's that even possible?
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: I mean, he's just controlling the games. You know, always been an efficient player who can run the point guard spot. Um, He's developed into a major scorer as well. Um, You know, he just plays with great pace out there, plays with joy and, and enthusiasm. And um, you see him blossoming in front of our eyes. I mean, since college, he's been on this trajectory, you know, as a basketball fan. You can't wait to see what it's like years going forward.
5: That is none other than uh, Kevin Durant talking about, let's just call him a superstar. I mean, I, you know, I hate to use that word loosely because, you know, you know, everybody can't be a superstar. You got to have room for just stars. But right. if I'm a That's little right. early, if I'm, a, if, but if I'm a little early, so be it. If he's not now, he will be very shortly. Talking about Ja Morant, who put in work against the Nets last night, has been putting in work the last several games since his return from injury. Last time we talked about him, Michael, there was some idiot fan on the, uh, on the court side talking about maybe they're better without you. And unfortunately, Ja probably took that season, to heart.
3: Probably a season ticket holder too.
5: Right. And, and now he's taking it out on the rest of the league for the, for the streaking Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the opposite of an idiot is Kurt Healin of uh, Pro Basketball Talk, who I know Kevin Durant and the Michaels are preaching to the choir on John ja Morant because I have seen you several times write and reiterate. I like to say Steph Curry is the greatest showman in my lifetime or in the history of team sports, yeah. and obviously the NBA. You have been pounding the table that for your money, Ja Morant is the most entertaining player in the NBA. The floor is yours, my friend.
6: Yeah, it, he absolutely is because he's, he's got some Iverson in him, doesn't he? He's got some, yeah. I'm going to get to the rim. He has the best body control in the air in the league. He, he is when you watch him warm up. I mean, he's, he's got good height, but he's skinny. You're like, that guy's going to dominate the game. And then he goes in amongst the trees and just makes play after play inside. His three-point shots falling this year, which has really stepped up his game. He's knocking everything down. He's just, he is such a phenomenal player. He's really developed. And I think you've seen the last, like you said, the last week or so. Uh, To me, look, Steph Curry held that title for a long time. Like, the guy I just stopped, Damian Lillard has held it. Like, I'll just stop on the pass. you got to watch him play. John Morant's become that guy for the guy. I'm just like, hey, the Grizzlies are on. I'm going to watch the Grizzlies. He's that much fun. He's that entertaining. And by the way, Grizzlies are pretty good guys. Like, West, that, I was gonna that, ask you that, 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 that was gonna be a follow up. Like,
5: I mean, we, we, we we've reduced the the Western Conference to a two horse race between the Suns and, and, and the Warriors for the <laughs> most part with apologies to some other Jazz. contenders. Yes, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so I said some yeah. apologies, but yo, like how much of a factor can the Grizzlies actually be Given how good they were without him, how much better they are with him. How much of a factor can they be in this Western Conference uh, once the playoffs comes around?
6: You know, you think about where they might land and matchups they might get. I could see them winning a first round matchup. If they end up in the 4-5 situation and get somebody uh, they catch clean, look, they're not better than I look, I'm with I'm with, I'm with Michael. People don't sleep on the Jazz. Don't yeah. sleep on the Jazz. They're good. I like. I think they're going to be healthy in these playoffs. They've got a lot to prove. Obviously, the Suns and Warriors are going to be the top two, but I think the Grizzlies. After that, you're kind of in a morass we you've got the Lakers and you know what's left of the Clippers and everybody else. I, Dallas is in there. I could see Memphis winning a series in there, and John ja Morant putting up crazy numbers. Desmond Bain has played well. I questioned the move to get rid of Valanciunas and bring in you know, Steven Adams. It fits. It is fit for them. Everything they seem to do just works there right now, and it's a really fun team to watch. And at the heart of that is John Morant. He still drives the bus, man. And by the way, like time to talk about him as an All Star.
5: Well, well, Desmond, oh, yeah. what well Desmond Baines said, don't stop there. He said, I mean, I well, he's, yeah, made. he's that's, biased. That's where I want to go. That's what, where, where I want to go.
3: Yeah. That, okay. Because I mean, that's that's where the conversation. Maybe we stop it there, right? Where Desmond Bain says he's the best point guard in the league. Why aren't we talking about him as the best point guard in the league? And my answer <laughs> to Desmond Bain is because Steph Curry is. Uh, unless sure. you disagree with. Unless you disagree with that. What do you What do you think, Kurt?
6: not nah, it's Steph Curry. Like, like that's not for debate. He, he's. If, if there was an MVP vote today, and I haven't really thought about it, I mean, like Giannis is in the mix and, and others. But Curry'd win. If you voted today, Steph Curry would win MVP. I I guarantee you. I know he just crushed the straw poll that uh, Tim Bontemps did over at ESPN. Uh, I know Hoops Hype has another one coming out. I'd be shocked if Curry doesn't win that one. Um, And that said, Morant's going to be the best point guard in the league, I think. Um, Maybe we get surprised by Kate Cunningham or something, but right now, I think Morant's on that trajectory. I think in a few years, he might be that guy. He's just not right now, but He's a all-Star to me and borderline All-NBA player. Hmm.
5: You know, a guy that uh, not long ago was in the uh, best point guard conversation, and, and you, know, when he's on the <laughs> court, probably still should be. Um, we didn't know we'd be, if we would talk talking about at all this year, is, uh, it's Kyrie Irving. Um, he's on his way back. Let's look at the opposite side of last night's uh, outcome in Brooklyn. Uh, on his way back, making his debut tomorrow, I believe, at Indiana. Uh, Michael we haven't Michael you and I haven't even talked about Kyrie Irving because we haven't. just came back from vacation and when we were gone the Nets you know said hey he's coming back Kyrie clear protocol and he's on his way back so it's interesting Kurt because when he first declined to take the vaccine and couldn't play and the Nets were like well you're not gonna be a part-time player I was like the Nets have plenty enough firepower to be a contender without Kyrie Irving like he's a luxury not a necessity now, at one point, they looked like they had it together. we like 23 and 9, top of the east, Harden was rounded in the form, Durant was Durant. Now, do they actually need Kyrie Irving, especially given the frustration yes. that Kevin Durant always has articulated lately? Yeah, 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 Maybe they always did. Maybe I was wrong to begin with, but it's almost yeah, like they, they need his need energy. That. They need some kind of lift. Even if it's on the road. Is that is that what you're seeing? Or is this more of a distraction potentially playing him as a part-time player on the road?
6: I, I, I don't think it is, although it makes playoff series interesting, doesn't it? It's like, do yeah. you want home, Or do you want, do you want game seven on the road with Kyrie? Or do you want game seven at home without him? Like it, it, it that question might have to come up in some discussions about uh, playing guys at the end of the season. But right now, you're right. They need a boost. They think they've lost three in a row now. They haven't looked sharp. Yeah. Here comes Kyrie. Bones. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get a boot. Look, he's still, he was all NBA last year. He is an elite offensive player. He is a as good a, I don't know, you would be up there in the best handles the league has ever seen category. He creates his own shot as well as anyone. You throw him out there and, hey, James Harden is ha- James Harden can't really have an off night. He really hasn't too much. The well, last night he did, but he's been great since he came back generally, but they need that. Durant has had to carry such an MVP level load. Hey, now everybody gets, hey, this can be the Kyrie Irving game. This can be the James Harden game. And, and they get a little – they get healthy. They've hit Joe Harris back in a few weeks, and suddenly this team looks dangerous again. So I think it's a boost short term. I think it's a really – having to – it doesn't It feel a little bit like a college team, those college teams that occasionally try to start, you know, hey, we've got two quarterbacks. We're just going to rotate them. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that never works. I'm not sure how it's going to work in a playoff series, second round and beyond especially, if they're playing somebody good. But short term – I think they need the bump and, you know, we'll see what Kyrie does. I, I, you can predict what Kyrie's decision will be on everything down the line. I, I stand out of his mind.
3: <laughs> hey, 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 Kurt, I, I usually don't believe that there, there's such a thing as too much talent. I'm wondering about Golden State, though. Because Clay Thompson is coming mm. back on Sunday, supposedly. That's the plan. I don't know how they'll play him. I'm guessing not a lot of back-to-backs. Maybe not, not more than 25, 30 minutes game. I don't know. <laughs> but I look at the way they are right now and i see some guys on their bench that a lot of teams would like to have as starters. So how's this gonna work with, with Clay Thompson coming back? That seems like a bizarre question, but I wonder, uh, I wonder if you're in the same, uh, if you're just like me thinking, all right, Steve Kerr, how do you manage this thing and, and keep everybody happy? Yeah.
6: Yeah, no, it's Steve Kerr might be coach of the year right now for how he's handled, how much he's gotten out of Jordan Poole, Gary Payton II, Bielitsa, all these guys who are, you know, Kevon Looney, all these guys who are not necessarily big players who have played such key roles for them. You know, obviously Curry's been Curry, but now you bring back Clay Thompson. Kerr said he's going to start him, by the way. But, hey, if Jordan Poole loses minutes, if, if some of these other guys lose minutes, does that really make them better? I mean, long term, yes. And you've got to play clay. Because if he can get back to being 90% of clay by the playoffs, watch out. But it's a real challenge. Are you counting,
3: count count along. I, 17,
6: <laughs> 18. Yeah. I, I I think the shot form is there. By the way, I'm really yeah. digging the Jackie Moon wide headband look he's got going with the fro coming out the top. He's he's full on yeah. semi pro like look right now. Uh they're going to be better, but I think it is a short-term concern of keeping everyone happy. You, you have—they just beat the Jazz. They just beat the Suns. They've beaten everybody. They beat Miami last night, shorthanded. Now you're bringing this back. It's, yeah, it is. It's some work yeah. for Kerr to massage some egos. but uh, he might have been in a situation like this before. So,
5: yeah. Well, not, and not just that. <laughs> it's a guy that is universally beloved. It's a guy that's universally admired. His teammates love him. The league loves him. It's just going to be good to see him back, and it's certainly a first-world problem. Kurt Hilly for Pro Basketball Talk. Hey, bro, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us and dropping some knowledge. Anytime, guys. love to talk to you. Take care. All right,
6: brother.
5: Thanks. Thanks, Kurt.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
5: Yo, man, I could give two you-know-whats what the Washington football team's name will be come February right? 2nd. First of all, yeah, first I'm, of all, I'm, this is I'm are excited. You, are you excited about what? Why Why do you care? Why do you care? I, I want to know. Why? I want to know. I'm curious. Michael, they, they Michael hook, this they, is they this me. is dumb. Even by Washington football team standards. This is dumb. Number one. Why they because it's been the football team long enough, just long enough for everybody to grow to like it. We all okay. learned to like it. We all okay. got accustomed like to it. it. Okay, like so now you want to come change it, which is typical Washington football team. The Washington can't get rights. I named them that long time ago. The Washington can't get rights, can't get out their own way. Okay? That's number 1. Here's how they're going to be more of the Washington football team. This is what they're going to do. Come February 2nd, they're going to announce that the name is the Washington football team. This is just a this is just a, to build up some excitement about their non-playoff team once again and to once again distract from the fact that their stadium which is almost as shitty as their owner, nearly killed a division rival's quarterback, and with li- and then they go back and lie about whether or not those fans got medical attention. And I just saw this today, Michael. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is like, um, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> what kind of follow-up action? Y'all thought it was a game, y'all thought it was funny. Just because I took Man. these selfies don't mean it's all good. good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And and how about this? You heard you heard about the the Eagles radio crew, right? Uh,
5: they didn't go to the they game. They
3: didn't go. They didn't go to the game, and not yeah. because of COVID. They, it, yeah. No, I'm not gonna use COVID as an excuse like a lot of people do. No, I didn't go to the game because the stadium's a dump, and yeah. we 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 can do a better job of of bringing this action to you in the theater of the mind by not being there at the theater of the absurd. So let so uh, let the, the, me this, know the
5: stadium. Let me know when they change owners. So why are you excited again? Exactly about this? Well, I, this I'm just functional franchise, franchise what, That's I know,
3: I know about what to call them. I know that, oh, all the things all the things you said are true. The state the owner is a joke. I wish uh, the other owners would get rid of him, but maybe he knows too much about them and so they're afraid if if we do this to them, to him, somebody might turn around and do that to us. I don't know. I wish he were gone too. He's not going to go anywhere. But it's just like this. You ever watch one of those bad movies. I watch bad movies sometimes just to be entertained. You watch those yeah, bad movies. Those you guilty say, pleasures. This, this thing sucks. The script is terrible. Acting is terrible. I'm gonna hold on. There's a who done it.
5: Yeah. It's no, not that. No, I got. I got one for you. I got but one now, for you. Wait, I got there. one Hold for on, you we waiting. haven't we haven't talked about this and we're not going to talk about it because I just want to forget okay. it, but we haven't talked about this since we came back. You know what that movie was what? the matrix resurrections. Yeah. Oh my well, God.
6: It. Oh terrible, my right? God.
5: Like, terrible. Oh just my bad. God. Oh, oh, just bruh, that bad, bro. Okay. It's...
3: Let me ask you this. Okay, without talking about the movie. Like, why? Why? Where did you where did you see it? Did you at actually the crib. go to? Okay. Okay, at the crib. All right. Um, it doesn't matter.
5: Different. I'm glad I did at the crib. Um, I'd be real pissed if I have spent my money to go to the theater to see that crap.
3: Do you ever ask you this? Have you ever walked out? Have you ever walked out of a movie? I mean, just like walked out. So disgusted. Yes, that you said. Yes, can you tell me what movie it was? Was it recently?
5: Um, or, or, it was, or, or um, it was the no, it was the first cut of Justice League. Because I, I it, was, out. it was Justice League, yeah. It was ju- no, what the, oh, was it was Batman versus Superman. It was one of them. But here's the thing about here's the thing about bad movies. Some of them, if you watch them enough, because because Justice League, and especially Zack Snyder's it. cut, and Batman versus Superman, the more I watched it, the more they grew on me. There is no quality about the Washington football team that grows on me. I've tried to make yeah, exceptions and root for certain individuals in that organization, right, right. There is exactly. nothing that there is, but there, I, can't. I can't. I can't. I don't care what don't they call root. themselves. As long as that guy is the owner. I don't give a damn. I don't care don't, about it. I don't, don't I, I don't understand. I don't understand what Riverboat Ron a little bit. When he's fighting bit. cancer. Yes, when he's fighting cancer, I did. Yes, Heineken. I did. Yes. When he was talking about sleeping on his sister's couch, yes. McLaurin, when I drafted him on my fantasy team, yes, I did. I did. And I don't hold them against him personally. But when it, like, we're going to tell you what our name is, it's still going to be crap. still going to be a disgrace. And I'm sorry. It's, yeah. just, they, it's, just, a bad, it's just a bad organization. It rots it from is, the top down. Now, here's the other one, though. To stay on the subject. On a related note, I said a second ago, I don't understand why people support this franchise. Because the reason why Daniel Snyder could continue to be bad is not just because he's enabled by his fellow owners or governors, whatever you want to call them. It's because people keep putting money in his pocket. People keep showing up to the games. People keep watching the games. People keep cheering for that team. The same thing even is going on in stopped. Jacksonville.
3: Even if they stopped, oh, they with- wouldn't. They, even if they stopped putting money in his pocket, he's going to get paid because he's an NFL owner.
5: And all you have to do is not as much
3: to make money. Be still is is
5: exist. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, because they share revenue. but he's got one of the most valuable franchises in the league because of his fan base because there's a loyal fan base that has stuck with that franchise through thick and thin even when no they would call the R words at one point. Meanwhile in Jacksonville same thing. Who's the real clowns here. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about Jaguars fans, they got this thing going. Where they're gonna on Sunday? They're gonna stage a revolt by wearing clown costumes to the game. Why are you at the game? Who's the clown? If you're giving if you're giving Shaq Khan your money, they upset because Trent Baalke is still the GM, which is probably, despite the presence of Trevor Lawrence, going to compromise their ability to hire a quality head coach. Should be Byron Leftwich, by the way, but I don't know if I wish that on him. Meanwhile, okay. online now they're trolling Shaq Khan and trolling the organization with these clown avatars with all due respect to Duval and I love my folks down in Duval County, but with all due respect, you're a clown for supporting that team. You don't have to do that just because you were born somewhere does not mean you have to subject yourself to suffering. Okay, I grew up in a place where people used to wear bags on their heads and call them the ain'ts and I'm like, why did you do this to yourselves. Yeah, like who, who said, that, said that. that to be a diehard you fan is some kind of badge of honor when your owner well, is on. trash and Come your on. team is, is dysfunctional. You have the it's like a relationship. You don't have to stay in a bad relationship. You deserve better choose you leave the Washington Runner. football team or whatever they want to call themselves. Leave Sha Khan choose you choose happiness. Why are you supporting this team? What is okay.
1: matter if you
3: dress
5: up like a clown? The money's still spending the same
3: you're saying that right now. You're saying that right now. But I understand where these folks are coming from, in Jacksonville and in Washington, and the DMV, and other places.
5: All tell right. me, explain it, You said
3: you, you, you said they had uh, in New Orleans, they had those bags over their heads. They called, they took the S Back out. they were not where the Aints. The
5: Aints. We're the yeah. Aints.
3: Then you you got disappointed uh, during the Dome Patrol days, right?
5: I hate they kept losing in the playoffs.
3: You okay? But where were you? I couldn't take it no more. And how did, and how did you respond when the Uh-oh. Indianapolis
5: Colts you, you know me lost too well. to the New Orleans Saints? You know me too well. I cried. How did you I respond? You cried. See, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Okay. that's not fair. You okay. right. know me too well. Right. I cried. Because oh, I now. thought about my come city. On. I thought about my family. That's not fair. You, see, now you're going. Now you're trying to hit me here. Yeah. Now you're trying to hit me okay. here. Okay,
3: it's right there. Pull Look, it, I know, it pay, I Pull know that there's pay There's a
5: special place in heaven for these fans who live and die and eventually experience, you know, the mountaintop who see the promised land with their franchises, but I'm sorry. These two teams in particular, they ain't getting there. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say they ain't getting okay. There. Drew Brees and There's Sean no Payton ain't walking through that door for them.
3: See, Washington Washington Joe Gibbs been, ain't walking through see, that door. I know and when he did and he came back was too late. <laughs> okay. They brought him back like no Joe, 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 Go back to Canton. Go back to the halls. You you were better in, in, in the museum than you go are back to in the second <laughs> act. Come on, man. Come on. But yeah, but you think about it. okay. If you're a Jaguars fan, they did that thing. They're like, Huh-huh. they did that like. <laughs> Just right. Give me a peek.
5: <laughs> they <laughs> Stevie Wonder. They gave you a little bit uh-huh. in 2017. A little bit. Yeah. They
3: gave you a little
5: they bit. They did. They did. They oh, did. fact, oh. they probably hey, got when, cheated. When they, they probably Tom Coughlin got days. cheated out of. it. They should the have Tom Coughlin Days. They should have won Mark Brunel 17. They, I love them back in I back in the 90s. Marks. I love, but I'm saying they've had Play moments. Bortles. I love Mark Brunel and Fred Taylor and Keenan McArdle and Jimmy Smith. I used to and they try means I love those teams when they first expanded, but those are that day is long gone. That day is dead. We don't roll like that no more. I'm saying I'm talking if you about want to five truly years express go. if Taylor you want to and truly express and they Miles fall, they've come up. They've fallen off quite far. If you want to truly express your displeasure with ownership, stop supporting them. Okay, hatred is just love backward. Okay, so you can hate the owner. But if you still gonna show up and put money in his pocket, dressed as a clown, do you think he cares that you dress like a clown as long as you have the damn game?
3: This is ooh. Ooh, Well, here's the other thing and and that sounds good. Mike, here's another reason that doesn't work because the NFL will do some dirty stuff to you. Uh, This is how it works. You as a fan, you say, I love this community. I love football. I really want this to work, but I cannot in good conscience support this madness. So you stop going to the games. You know what the NFL does? <laughs> well,
5: they take your team. They don't really <laughs> they take your team. <laughs> yeah. they take your team. They, they move them to London. You? They're moving to They're London. You right. right St. You're right. you Louis right. you right. you St. still sitting you're right. there like you, right? You're what? Right. You're right. The Rams, you're right? You're they, right. They, they, I know That's you took
3: up. somebody else's team, I know That's you brought like- the Rams, you stole them mm-hmm. and they stole them back from you. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what happened. So I don't okay. know. I know what you're gonna do because they'll say what do you do Love Con the one you with. I can't get any support or yeah. just hope that they get it right now. I am. I am impressed though. I got to say this. Uh, you know, we like to nerd out on, on GM stuff and you know franchise mode. We talked about Madden yesterday. How we always go into franchise mode. It was more. It was more fun building the team than it was actually playing the game, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, or, yeah. or just, you know, just going back and forth. I'm impressed that fans are looking at the GM level and saying no, no, no. Now before we start talking about the wide receiver and the offensive line, I really want my oh, team
5: to be different. Oh, they're dedicated. So they're dedicated. They know they know they know he's an impediment. Who's going to take a job with now, that guy still there. They know is this they are they see the right on the wall.
3: There seems to be a campaign though. I wonder I mean, like we wouldn't know this. Uh, you would know this. Okay, you covered the league. You would know what people are saying about Trent Bulky. but your average fan wouldn't know a wouldn't know what people are saying about Trent Bulky. and B, um g- give me a give me a well, grocery read. store. Give me give me, give me a give me Dixie? grocery store. Is, it, is that
5: when no, okay, Dixie, Dixie Swagman's? Okay,
3: the, okay. okay when Dixie, if you see Trent Bulky in aisle seven at Win Dixie, do you know? That's Trent Bulky. Oh know. Oh, oh God, yes, <laughs> like, God yes, especially no, in Jacksonville. No way. What kind of question ain't is no that? What kind? Okay, of course no, they do. Ain't. Of course they do. Hold on, bro. I mean, Wait a minute, Jacksonville. New. Jacksonville is no small town. It's not small. It's a really big. Area. I'm saying.
5: So, I'm saying. I mean, I think the my part point of the conversation is, is how dedicated and how knowledgeable they are. I get their passion. They're dedicated. I'm simply, they're saying knowledgeable. It backfires. But I. But
3: I think a lot of this Trent bulky this recent—it's it, been a lot of recent Trent bulky hatred from the national media, and I think it's yeah. here's the trickle-down effect where fans are like, "That's right, we can't get the coach we want because Trent or it bulky could just be, is here."
5: Well, no, wait, but hold oh, on—I don't want to spend any more. I don't want to spend any more time on the Jacksonville than we need to because we got one more thing. I got to yeah. make your head explode before we go. But no, it's not just that. It's not just whether or not it's a—it's some kind of political campaign. It's that he has survived two coaches already. There's a common denominator here, and it's not just Shah Khan. So even common sense will tell you that whoever you hire with this, Byron Leftwich or Jim Caldwell, who's interviewing for the job, should probably set him up to succeed with a guy who's had success. All right. Um, So, but wait, six degrees of separation. Trent Baalke. Trent Baalke's former head coach. I've been saving this for you because I think your head's gonna explode. All right. You ready? This is according to Bruce Feldman. This is according to Bruce Feldman. Okay. Bruce Feldman says that Jim Harbaugh might be tempted to leave Michigan for another run in the NFL. And he specifically cited the bears and the Raiders as opportunities that could intrigue him. He's obviously got ties to both organizations the yeah, other organization yeah. to which he has ties is the one that a week ago made history only to get curb stumped once they played a real team and that's the Miami Dolphins. Love Brian Flores but obviously you want to connect dots Michigan man Stephen Ross and Jim Harbaugh. Right. I love this story for two reasons. One, because even though Harbaugh has been successful in the NFL with the 49ers, you probably hate it because that's your brand because you don't like college coaches. If you go to college, you're tainted in the mind of Michael Holly. So no, I love no, the story. No, for that was, reason. no,
3: no, 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 no. He, he, like, he, he was good. Was a pro, to, yeah. he,
5: he was very, he was very successful. Okay. Pro so, so this is an exception. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. The second reason I love it is this is to me getting out while the getting as good because I believe that Jim Harbaugh yeah, yeah. has. Yeah, is, I believe yeah, that man. he has gone as far as he can take Michigan. This year was as, that's as good as it's going to get for them. College football playoff. They, they are not going to win the whole thing. They got by Ohio no State this year. Had a no great year. They've lost five straight bowl games. And especially if brilliant. they expand these playoffs, which is a different conversation. They ain't sniffing a national championship. Sorry, Rich Eisen. Sorry, Tom Brady. Oh, Sorry, Michigan Why men not? and women. Why
6: not? Go back hey. to
5: the NFL and show Why people not? like Michael Holly? That you can come from college, oh, he might be the next Pete on, Carroll. Bro. He might be the come next on. Pete Carroll. Might come, come back on. and be even better. Come on,
3: Cletus. Come on, Cletus. Come on, come on, come on over here. Okay, why are you leaving? Oh, so you like this? Why are you leaving, bro? You like this? Oh, oh, no, no. I'm saying no. I think I think it's great. I like it that the Michigan guy thinks that he has done everything that he can do. You beat Ohio well, State me for the that. first time. No, that's me. In, uh, but uh, but uh, no, no, no. I, I, I need that to be true. You beat Ohio oh, okay. State for the first time in a generation. <laughs> for the first time in a generation, you get your team to the playoffs. It look like your team wasn't ready in the playoffs. So you lose to Georgia, get beat down by Georgia. And then, hey, my work is done here. No, your work's not done. You go to Michigan, <laughs> you go to Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, USC—you go to those programs to win national championships. That's when your work Paying is with done. Nice Getting to the college football playoffs, at LSU too—that uh, is not the. Uh, come on, that is such a cop out. So you didn't. I just job.
5: think. I think you, you I think be, I hope he leaves. I think I, I think this was the apex for this year. Was the apex for Jim Harbaugh. Before we go, we're talking about GMs. Um. I, we, we know you and I both know that good organizations when you get to a certain point as an organization, people start picking off your talent. People start taking yeah. your assistant coaches. People start taking your scouts, having them come run your, their teams. Michael, our goal is for this year program to be successful enough and significant enough to where people start coming for our talent. And if we're not careful, our social media manager, Brandon Newman He think he's slick. He think we don't know that he out here making moves. We're not careful. We may be having to replace him soon, cause the the former football player turned comedian out here guest hosting podcasts the hall of fame always talked about it. that's when they were talking about uh, keeping terrell owens out the people mm-hmm. in the hall of
3: fame there was words and which is a, and rumors. which was a travesty right. by the way yeah, travesty. That, that, yeah. exactly but there's rumors that terrell owens wasn't welcome in the in the brotherhood that was the hall of fame if terrell owens had had a little stink on him had a little stink on him antonio brown spoiled milk I'm telling you, he made everyone sick. He, he, their milk was the same color, and everybody thought it was cool. And then they opened it up, had a taste. and Now everybody's sick. Antonio Brown is spoiled milk for the NFL, and I don't think anyone. I, I don't. I'm trying to think if if one of these broadcast talking head networks would even stick their neck out and give him an opportunity to 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 speak. But listen, based off his music, I don't want to hear Antonio Brown talk
5: either. Well, hey, well, well. What? Well, well. Look, I mean. Listen, we, like, you know, we Brandon. We know man. he got he got takes. He's been a, he runs a comment section. I think we might there might be a we might have to start incorporating him a little bit more. Keep getting the ball more. We might have to get him some more reps hey man, for he, you uh, him you and Ash Nicole what? Moss. You want
3: more vacation? You know, run guy? off together. You want like what what you want you, you want you want like you want. Like,
5: in front, of my, a raise. You know, in front of my
3: wife and everything, man. you it. going to throw out there. Brandon, Brandon, the wait, process. did you notice
5: the fresh fade? Did you notice the fresh fade? Oh, no. it was good. It was, he got all, it was tight. He got all chopped up for Ashley. Everything, Yesterday's everything was good. Yesterday's price is not good. today's price. Yesterday's price is not right. today's price, huh, Brandon?
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?